business owners likely will have only one shot to sell a business. Most don't understand what drives value and how buyers look at a business. Until now. Welcome to the How to Sell a Business podcast, where every week we talk to the subject matter experts, advisors, and those around the deal table about how to sell at maximum value. Every business will go to sell one day. It's only a matter of when. We're glad you're here. The podcast starts now. Welcome to another episode of the How to Sell a Business podcast. And I'm your host, Ed Meisigland. And this is that time of the quarter where we talk about market multiples. So the most recent deal stats just came out last week. And I wanted to share a little bit about its findings. So I often get calls from accountants, attorneys, um, coaches, financial planners, people that are working with small business owners, and and everybody wants to know what's going on in the market and what are the market multiples saying. So this this is an opportunity for you and and for them to to see what's going on across. Um, the markets. Okay, so here we are with the deal stats value index of the first quarter of 2023. And the first thing that I want to draw attention to, and by the way, I will have a link to this download. And if you head on over to YouTube, you can see this presentation in its entirety. So the first thing I want to draw attention to is in the third quarter of 22 versus the first quarter of 2023, the EBITDA, so earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization of private targets decreased from five, a multiple of 5.6 down to four. And that's a, that's a pretty significant drop. But again, if you look at the cost of capital, that, that could explain a lot of why you know, why the the multiple dropped as well as you've got cost of capital as well as risk, you know, risk in small business as a result of of capital and supply chain and such could have caused um, the the decrease. So a, de- a decrease in multiple in- indicates that there is an increase in risk. All right, so now let's look, let's move here to to net sales multiples. So the funny thing is in 2022, it was the highest ever recorded at 89%. So that's almost one times revenue, if you think about that. And from, from having done this business for 31 years now, that is, that is an insane number. I mean, most most businesses do not trade at 89% of, of revenue. So you could see that there was a lot of, you know, a lot of people making some pretty aggressive purchases um, at the tail end of, of 2022. But you but now you see that it's kind of reverted back to the norm. So it, it dropped from 89% of revenue down to 58%, which is roughly median. So, so I guess my point is that <clears throat> that what we're seeing in the market multiples are not necessarily um, what we and, and let me back up when we when we're looking at our business 
owners and we're communicating and we're communicating value. Um, a lot of times what we're finding is, you know, they're, they're using bad data or they've heard bad data. I can tell you that some of the, you know, being an appraiser for as long as I have, it's not, it's not normal for, for, for big swings like this to be used as proxy for value. Um, it, there are reasons why it can get up to these types of multiples, but I don't want to say they're extenuating circumstances, but there's reasons why there are attributes of the business that cause it to increase in value or increase the multiple for, for the value. And it just, it just depends. But for a median multiple to jump as high as it did for quarter three and four of 2022, to me, that's going to be an outlier, at least uh, at the moment. Uh, we're seeing that values have kind of reverted back to normal, at least what, what I think is normal, because small businesses tend to have generally the same amount of risk. And and before you jump all over that comment, I say that from a median multiple standpoint, there are reasons why a business will, why that multiple will increase or decrease depending on the specific attributes of the business. So I'm I'm only speaking as far as as median multiples. All right, let's take a look at EBITDA margins. This is also another remarkable number, and EBITDA margins. So that's EBITDA. So earnings before interest depreciation um, and amortization, when you think when and that's divided by revenue. And so that margin there is, you know, if 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 a business is running 10 to 15 percent, that's a really pretty healthy company as far as I'm concerned. Um, there's opportunities for upside to help um, the businesses increase that margin, you know, post sale that that that's a reason why a buyer would buy is because there's there's room for upside. But in this case, the EBITDA margins have have gone and this is again back to quarter number 1, I mean up to about 25%. So 25% of of every of every dollar is going to EBITDA. Um to me, that is, I haven't seen that uh, ever. Not, I've seen companies have it, but I've never seen as a median that you're talking roughly 25% of EBITDA margin as of first quarter of 2023 is running that high. Um, and in fact, it's the highest recorded figure ever by deal stats. And so... So to me, I'm I'm having a little bit of, you know, pumping the brakes on why is this happening, and so that's a big number, and I'm not certain it's sustainable because it typically, you know, you're typically running anywhere from, you know, like I said, ten to fifteen percent is 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 normal. Twenty percent is a, a really well operating company, but twenty five percent as a as a median seems high to me. But nevertheless, the data is what it is, and and as twenty twenty three progresses, we're going to figure out whether or not you know this is sustainable. Okay, 
The other interesting thing is out of all the sectors that deal stats tracks, they did what we found is only two two industries increased in multiple. And that is information technology and finance and insurance. Everybody else went down or stayed the same. So next, um, next I wanted to talk about, um, you know, just the, the multiples, you know, in the multiples from, from net sales. I mean, you can see that, you know, it's generally a general rule of thumb is between 45 and 55% of revenue is probably a good, is probably a, a reasonable multiple. And what we found in, you know, in this analysis is that's probably, that's probably a pretty good number. You, when you, when you get to YouTube or once you download this, this report, you'll see that the, that generally speaking, the, the multiples are, are not, there's not a whole lot of variability to it. Yeah, there'll be some peaks and a little, a few peaks and valleys, but generally speaking, when you average out, when you average it out, there's not a whole lot of, a lot of change. So as we look at, um, as we look at the, the privately held buyers and sellers, it is generally speaking flat and which is, which is, which is good from a, if you're a user of, or you're trying to determine the value of your business or your client's business, that's a, that's, that's good because you're probably able to advise or understand that, that as a market multiple of revenue, roughly 50% is not a bad number to at least get started with. So let me see. I wanted to move into, um, you know, when we talk about changes over time, certainly business value will change. It doesn't, what we found is the multiples don't change a whole lot, but the earnings margins do. And, and I think one of the key takeaways from, from this podcast, and I, and I've said it many times before, you know, I wouldn't focus at least on the small, smaller businesses. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold on to market multiples as much as I would be focus on the earnings margins. And the reason I share that, or I, 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 I'm a, an advocate of that is because the, you know, on the smaller business, the risk generally stays the same. Okay. It, it's, it's a, it, it, it's a high risk environment and, but it always has. But the biggest thing is, have you fixed the engine of the business? And if you have, then then that's where you folk that's where you get the greatest the greatest bang for your buck. So let's just say you have a multiple of four, all right? And you have you have if you increase the margin 10% on on a on a on a market multiple of four by 10%, that's 4.4. If you have a hundred thousand dollars and you increase <clears throat> you increase it by 10%. You increase it to one hundred and ten thousand dollars, and now you apply that four multiple. That's that's a you know four times 
four times that ten, that that increase of ten thousand dollars. So you can see that the <clears throat> focusing on the margin will do far greater good than focusing on what our multiples doing. I wanted to to show the median. You know what I was what I was saying earlier was if you look at and what we're we're looking now is median selling prices to revenue. So selling price divided by net sales. You can see that the majority of, you know, if you go line by line, and let's just take construction, for example, this is 10 years worth of data. And, and 44%, 42%, 44%, 46%, 42%, 40%, 42%, 42%, 42%, 46%, and 49%. So you can see that generally speaking, we're, you know, you know, 10 to 20% plus or minus really, really is that net or that uh, selling price to net sales multiple. And so, and that's kind of what I want to, I want, I want to make sure that you take that away is that again, it, at this level, the the multiples are not nearly as volatile as they are moving upstream. When I say upstream, you know, upstream is the lower middle market. And the reason that the the multiples change so much is because they're often strategic buyers. And those strategic buyers look at businesses different than somebody that's buying themselves a job. So when the strategic buyer is buying, there is there are synergies that that they are willing to pay either at Certainly, probably more than fair market value. But my point is that when you start looking at that, the multiples that they're paying, the reason the reason that they're able to pay increased multiples is the synergies. All right, so they so the risk decreases for the for the synergy, and therefore the value goes up. And again, the in those cases, the the market data is in, or the 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 value is imputed into the multiple so so strategic and fair market value buyers are or and financial buyers are are two two really different different types of buyers i will tell you that if you're going to consider selling your business um you're going to say, well, what what are the strategic buyers paying? Well, it, it really just depends. Oftentimes, we when we take a business to market, especially where there where it's a larger business, and we expect that that the only candidates are going to be strategic buyers, we often don't put an asking price on it because we don't know we don't know who, the value to that respective buyer. So until we take the confidentially take the business out and do the process, we won't know, you know, what what a strategic buyer would pay. And so as a result, that's the only that's the only way you can really determine what strategic value would be. And what I would say is you know, I always get pressed on, you know, how much over and above uh, of, of financial buyer is it you know the rough rule of thumb i would say and again take it with a grain of salt is anywhere from you know 15 to 40 percent over and above financial buyers all right so let's go back now to our multiples so now when we're talking about um the 
the median selling price to seller's discretionary earnings. And when I say discretion, seller's discretionary earnings, it's this. Um, this is the calculation. And and at, in an episode coming shortly, I'm going to to break down how you calculate um, what's called SDE, seller's discretionary earnings. But here's the formula. So you add your net income, your depreciation and amortization, and your interest. If you're a C-Corp, add your taxes. And that gives you your EBITDA numbers, earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization. You then add your officer's comp for only one officer. So you you add a fair market, or you add the the officer's compensation, any payroll taxes, any benefits that are paid specifically to you know that that owner. And then you add any discretionary or non-recurring expenses. And, and what do I mean by that? So discretionary expenses means, you know, you're running, you know, you, you have your your kid on on the payroll and your kid, um, you know, you're paying him for full-time work, but he's working part-time. You know, something like that. That's a discretionary expense. Your cell phone, you know, private cell phones. Um if you are running any personal expenses through it. Now, by the way, I strongly encourage you to be able to prove to prove this. Don't swag it. So don't sign swag. Scientific uh what's the the acronym? Swag is uh scientific scientific wild ass guess. You do not want to do that when you're dealing with uh, SDE. So, so your discretionary expenses, non-recurring expenses, like for example, um, business I was looking at had um, storm damage, and so they had a, a, a one-time event where you know they had some flooding, and while insurance, while insurance will take care of it, you know they they had a bunch of expenses that that had to be paid and they clearly put it on their on on the you know on the company and so that was a non-recurring expense so that you so you add that and so when you add the those four components together you have seller discretionary earnings so now when we're looking at that the median selling prices and we just did construction so we'll we'll keep it consistent you know, the multiples for construction are two point, and this is from 2013 through year end 2022, 2.4, 2.5, 2.6, 2.3, 2.4, 2.1, 2.3, 2.2, 2.4, 2.4. So you can see just like the, the, the selling price to net sales, it's, it, it, it remains fairly constant. Which is not to you know it's it for having done this as long as I have that's that's not surprising. So, but back to what I was originally saying, focus on the earnings, not the earnings multiple, and 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 you'll be fine. But my point is that generally speaking, multiples stay. I want to reinforce this again that multiples general at this level generally stay fairly consistent. Um, and, and it turns into the earnings as, as the, you know, the, really the determining factor for, for value. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, business value is comprised of three things. One, earnings, two, risk, 
three growth. All right. So when so we we know what our earnings are. I just told you how to calculate it. We know what our risk is because we have the multiples. Now it's up to the buyer as far as what is what do they perceive as growth. And again, you probably can't get you can't get um, until you know who that buyer is and what they are going to do. You don't really know what growth is. You know, there's you know, there's some argument that these multiples kind of already impute growth. And in this case, you know, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, they just think that the business is probably, you know, there's no hockey sticks here. They're probably just going to continue operating in the normal, ordinary course of business. And that's fine. Um, but I want you to to make sure that, you know, you understand that um, that these multiples tend not to change. And in fact, I'm I'm in the middle of writing an article about just this, that, you know, why why at this level we we hang on so tight to to market multiples when in fact there's there's not a whole lot of change so and I'll keep you posted on on when I release that okay um these multiples again um I don't think you're going to see that there's there's many changes I'm just going through through these um through these charts and want to make sure that that I don't I didn't miss anything that would be of importance. Um one of the things that I did want to to share is that discounts from um asking price to sale price. You know, typically typically it's been running around around you know, 5% um but what's interesting is that that in 2022 it was closer to 12% and I, and i say that only because i think there's a there's a higher there's a, a greater number of buyers that are in the market looking for deals and i think when you when you start getting more activity and more feedback on your on the respective business you know we tend to see that that um you know there's there's somewhat of of a discount the the interesting thing is early in the podcast i was just talking about how high the multiples were and how high the earnings margins were and yet you know we're 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 getting these this discount could you imagine what would happen if it wasn't discounted so um Again, it's not a it, it's I share that only from the standpoint of, you know, the more versed you are as far as what creates value in your business, the greater opportunity you will to to the greater chance you have of not having to to discount in order to sell. OK, the average the average uh, days on the market uh, increased, um, increased to 282 days in 2022, which is second highest in the, in the, uh, in the decade that's reviewed. Um, so that, you know, I always say, tell everybody, I mean, it's a six month, to six to 12 month ride in order to get that done. And since we're, since we're talking about times to sell, I, I would be remiss if I didn't share you know the when you sell a business i mean 
part of the sale process is the transition that happens afterwards. And what does that mean? Well, that means that you know you're going to have to you know, provide some level of transition from you know from the time of closing till the time that business is adequately transitioned over. And what does that mean? That only you can tell me that. I I don't know, but I can tell you that there are a lot of there. Anybody that's buying a business wants to make sure that the business is you know, adequately transitioned. And so I always tell, you know, I always tell everybody, you know, it probably takes, you know, 30 to 90 days to kind of gear up to sell. It takes, you know, nearly nine to 12 months to sell the business. And then you should probably anticipate, you know, 30 to 30 to 180 days after that to sell. So, I mean, you're talking really about, you know, an 18 month to two year process in order to effectually, um, sell the business. So, so as you're doing your planning, I mean, keep that, keep that in mind. Okay. So as we, as we, as we conclude, you know, market data, market data is fairly consistent. I mean, I do think that you understanding your value is probably the most important component. When we do our market analysis, I mean, we're pulling from from organizations like Deal Stats, and then we adjust your business based on what we see. So, so what I'd like, I guess, from what I want to make sure that you take away is that it's really important for you to understand the value. All right, if there are industry experts in in the in your particular industry that's a good a, a good person to have a conversation with on what deals you know what what businesses are selling for if if they know um the other the other thing you might want to do is avoid listening to um people in in the space that have sold because they're they're multiple. Often business owners botch up the the multiple that they you know that that, that they're selling for. All right. So so what they think is their EBITDA multiple. And I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. We had a, a company, <clears throat> a business owner saying that he he his buddy sold for twenty times EBITDA, and and there was no way. This business could, it wouldn't pencil out. It it couldn't afford to 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 sell for twenty, much less ten. And so, anyway, we we so we started we started digging in a little bit on on why that was. And anyway, one one the the multiple that they used the EBITDA it was a net income multiple, not an EBITDA number. And on top of that, it was an unadjusted EBITDA number. So so my point to to you is that you you need most of the time the mistakes are are you you don't know you you don't know the 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 context of the multiples. And so so from from where I sit those are the things that I want to know 
is this is empirical data. I, I can go in and I can say, this is, this is what we have. This is what it shows that businesses are selling for. Here's why you're above or below what is selling for in, in the market. Now, when we go actually take the business to market, that's a different story. We may have, <clears throat> we may have strategies to, to, um, yeah, to, to capture strategic buyers, private equity groups, things like that, where we, we take off the asking price because they're, I mean, they're professional, they're professional buyers. They know they're going to have their own value and, and how that business, you know, is how that business is going to, to be a one plus one equals three type business. And so from, from from our standpoint, we just want to make sure. And and I'll, the last thing I'll share is that I can tell you that eighty seven percent of the people that that do any kind of value work, at least from from out of this shop, and we've done over twenty two hundred deals, I will tell you that they sell because they understand what the buyer is looking at. So, as we conclude, um, understand your value, whether you're selling. Whether you're selling or whether you're considering selling down the road, it's always good to understand, you know, what levers to move in order to increase your value. If uh, I can help in any way, shape, or form, I will always let you know when I have to turn the meter on. But I get emails every day of asking different things about about value and the market. So we have an open shop. And like I said, we'll let you know if we have to turn on the meter. So thanks so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us today on the How to Sell Your Business podcast. If you want more episodes packed with strategies to help sell your business for the maximum value, visit howtosellabusinesspodcast.com for tips and best practices to make your exit life-changing. Better yet, subscribe now so you never miss future episodes. This program is copyrighted by MISO Inc. All rights reserved.